What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome. Yes, and Happy New Year to everybody out there. Happy 2018. Happy New Year. And shout out to everybody that's been supporting us and liking our pictures, leaving comments. You know, we did a, a family pick for the New Year. Mm-hmm. And that's always a lot of fun. Stop it. What? Stop it. It's always a lot that of fun. That is a damn lie. You're really going to sit here, look me in the eye, and hold that microphone and say that you have fun while we take our family shoots i didn't say the. so what, what, what part is fun in between the complaining and do we have to shoot that again and wasn't their faces good enough or jackson did smile i saw him smile in between all of that what part do you find to be fun i didn't say taking the shoot was fun i said the picture was fun meaning after the picture looking at it and see how nice it is <laughs> was the fun part taking the picture is not fun uh-huh. you got one baby crying one baby mad one baby put your head up he looks at the ceiling put your head down he looks at his feet like it's, <laughs> it's not fun but the the after picture the picture when it's finally final done product is always amazing mm-hmm. and if you haven't seen the pictures you can hit my instagram or Gia's instagram and check it out we do a, a family shoot we try to do one once a year maybe christmas maybe new year's maybe next year we'll do something different maybe we'll do it for valentine sometimes we do it for uh halloween mm-hmm. we just try to do a, a cool picture just to keep for our memories sometimes we do it for christmas new year's valentine's day and halloween yeah, all of the above. <laughs> depending on the level of cooperation that i'm getting from the masses in my house Mm-hmm. It's always it's always great memories. Well, you know something, it does take a lot. People always ask, you know, about the preparation and how uh-huh. do you get everybody looking and well, not necessarily smiling. We're not really a smiley family when it comes to pictures, and that's my choice. I I like a smirk or uh-huh. um, some indication of happiness, but my personal preference is more of a stoic okay. picture. That's just something that appeals to me. It's just my taste. Um, some people, you look at their family photos and everybody's cheesing and that's beautiful as well. It's just a matter of preference. But people always ask, you know, how do you get the kids to cooperate? And do they ever give you any grief as far as what they wear? And, you know, are they willing participants? Everybody's a willing participant. Everybody right. likes the idea of it. And everybody... As soon as, you know, the pictures are done, even down to Jackson, is the picture done? Can I see it? I want to see, I want to see how I did. And Madison's like, is the picture done? Because, you know, I want to see the final product. Everybody always wants to see the final product. So yeah, before taking the picture, it's always great. Afterwards, it's always great. The problem happens when we get on that set. Yeah. When we get on the set, Everybody just wants it to be over and done with. And I always have a vision. I I always come up with the concept for the picture and I want my vision executed. Right. And me personally, and I guess it's just my personality, I will do something, anything, a thousand times until it's right. You in London. Me, <laughs> you in London, the only two in this house that want to do that. Uh, yeah, and, and it doesn't matter what it comes to. It can be organizing my underwear drawer. I will sit there and fold each thong yes, and arrange each bra until the sight of it pleases me. And I don't understand why, because and I, I can be the only one looking at you it. Are. It doesn't matter because, it like is me, for me, my underwear drawer, yes. I throw the underwear in. You know why? Because I'm going to wear it throughout the week. So I don't need it neat to pull it out to put it back on. But doesn't looking at something beautiful please you? I like to open Not my up underwear. my pantry. I like to open up my, nah. my refrigerator. I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get a I like water to open anyway. up my closet. Nah. I like to get into my car and open up the console or the glove box. I like to open up my night, my night table drawers. I like for things to be neat and organized and beautiful. And, you know, this might be a little bit of a flaw of my personality as well, right. but I, I'm more of the type of person that likes to have things and see things and appreciate things okay. even more so than I like to use things, wear things, and utilize things. Mm-hmm. So it's strange, but for instance... Um, I can have a beautiful house and not live in it. Right. I can have a beautiful house and come visit it once every other day and live in an apartment that I use. Yeah, that's weird. You know, that that I beat up, that I use and um, and really, really util- utilize. I just, I like 
for things to be pleasing to me. So that's always been a problem. I used to buy shoes and this was a a while ago and your mother used to be on my case about it all the time. But I used to buy shoes and just want to see it sit beautifully on a shelf and not necessarily wear them because I didn't want to mess up the bottom. And And it didn't even have to be, you know, a special bottom. It could have been any kind of bottom. I just I didn't want to wear it or I wouldn't want to scratch it. I wouldn't want to scuff it. I wouldn't want a, a crystal to fall off. So to me, it didn't matter if I wore it or if anybody ever saw it. Just that I knew that I had it and I can go and appreciate it made me happy. But I've worked on that. <laughs> yeah, that's so, a little weird. Yeah, you wear your stuff now. And now I, had to I, wear, you and I wear the things that, that I you that I was like, I wouldn't, I'm not buying you another nothing. If you don't wear it. If you don't wear something. So. It's yeah, Because true. things are nice, but you want to enjoy them and you want to wear them. And they're not just to look at you. Gia's the type of person that she would keep shoes for 10 years, just look at, look at them and it would never wear them. But I'm glad you're starting to wear your shit now. Yes, but getting back to the pictures, you know, I'll do, I'll take, I it doesn't matter if my leg is going numb from holding a pose. It doesn't matter if, you know, I'm tired of smiling or if we're hungry and two hours have passed and everybody needs a snack. It's like, let's nail it. And then we can go and we don't have to think about it anymore. Correct. Because this is going to be a memory that. Madison, you're going to have this photo. London, you're going to have this photo and you can pass it down to your children because when we get it printed, I try to have it printed in a beautiful way and in a way that's going to stand the test of time. So either on canvas or on fine art paper, Mm -hmm. preferably fine art paper. And it's the type of thing that you can really pass down for generations, you know. And for me, that's so important because... You know, when it comes to damn near everything that I buy of Uh value, it's with the idea that I'm passing it down to my children and preferably my girls, obviously, because I'm a female. There's things that I have that I can't pass on to my boys. But if I buy a handbag, my idea is that I'm passing it down to one of my girls. Correct. Um, Shoes, not so much because they don't typically stand the test of time. And, you know, my girls might be different shoe sizes than me, but... For instance, I told Madison that um, I wanted, she asked me what I wanted for my birthday and I told her I wanted some new luggage. Uh And she said to me, you're not going to get it monogrammed and, you know, with those like special graphics or anything on it, are you? And I said, yeah, actually, I was thinking about doing that. And she was like, oh. And I said, what do you mean? Oh, she's like, no, because by the time I get it, it's going to have your initials on it. I'm like, oh, so you're plotting on my death. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Thinking sure about what you're going to get when I pass. And she was like, no. I said, um, yes, that's exactly what you're saying. Yeah, that's pretty and much it. I said to her, I said, you know, that's actually what makes it special because then it gives that piece of lug- luggage character like that will be your mother's luggage that you'll be carrying when I leave this earth I said you know what I would do to have a piece of my grandmother's luggage or my mother's luggage I would carry that with so much more pride like you're carrying something that has a piece of history that has a personality behind it that's been places correct you know, you have to think of it that way. And she was like, oh, OK. Yeah, go ahead. You can get you can get your initials put on it. My goodness. <laughs> you know, but yeah. So. Well, you don't need luggage anyway. What What do you mean? Um, You're the type of person that, you know, you expect your luggage to look the same way as you bought it. And that doesn't happen. You know? No, that doesn't happen for you because you don't care about anything. No, that's what luggage is for. You put your stuff in there. You throw it in on top of a plane when you get there. Then you pull it out. Sometimes planes are small. Sometimes planes are big. Sometimes you have to drag it. Sometimes you have to do this. Sometimes you have to do nope. that. Sometimes the plane Not is me. so small that you can't check your luggage in the, and you have to take it. And you have no. to take it on the bottom of the plane. Mm-mm. All right. Well, that's that's why. you. That's you. You buy a new piece of luggage and it looks 10 years old in two months because you don't care about anything. I don't. You buy a new watch. The glass is scratched. I wear it. The, I, that's your excuse all the time. I wear it. The glass will be scratched. The the metal will be gouged. And I'm looking at it like, you just got this three months ago. I You're like, it. I wear it. I bought it to wear. I didn't, I didn't buy it to look at. You buy it to wear and to look at. I do it for both. You need to take I, good care of things because that's something you're going to pass I on do. to your sons. Same and you're going to be passing raggedy things on to your sons. It is. If you buy something, even if it's expensive, you use it. Just like a car. I buy a car and I will park that bitch anywhere. I will park it I in, 
And on the street, people are like, oh, you got a nice car. You parked a car. A car might be a little different. Fuck you're not that. keeping any car driving. forever and ever. Uh, Amen. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Four years pass, you're tired of it. You're going to trade it in for something else. So? It's not going to be your problem in four years. But things that you plan on keeping for eternity and passing on to your kids, it you builds, should keep in better it, condition it than you character. do. You don't care about anything. It builds character. Your shoes will have scuffs. You'll buy a new pair of sneakers and I'll see people comment because of the way that you pose. You might be crouching. They're like, oh, those sneakers are done because the way that you adjust your feet it's like creases in the leather like you don't care about nothing i don't i wear if i buy it i'm gonna wear it i'm gonna wear the shit out of it until i can't wear it no more to the soles pop off and then i'll and then i'll give it away to a homeless person or salvation army and and i may not agree and i may not adopt your way of thinking but i do understand i do understand that you do buy things to use them me on the other hand i buy things to use and i like to keep them in excellent condition like literally you won't see a scratch or a scuff on a single bag shoe piece of jewelry nothing that i own you will not see any damage on because i wear things carefully because i appreciate where it comes from and i appreciate what goes into attaining those things i appreciate your hard work mm-hmm. i appreciate your blood sweat and tears so i take care of things that's my way of showing appreciation well you want to show appreciation where the shit I do. Well, when I come like home, you just said when it. I come you home, just have I on wear- some different pair of heels every day. You ain't even got to put on clothes. Just be naked with some heels on every yeah, day. Okay. Show I'm me sure your appreciation. You'd appreciate that. Yes. Okay. You know what I wanted to uh, to start talking about? Uh, New Year's. Now, uh, New Year's Eve, we we uh, went to a couple of clubs. Mm-hmm. I had the DJ in Newark. Shout out to Catalyst Lounge in Newark. We had a great time. Uh-huh. Uh, Delicious was there uh-huh. from uh, VH1 Flavor. Flavor of Love or something like that? I I believe that that's where she made her reality TV debut. I believe it was um, Flavor of Love with Flavor Flav. Okay, shout out. It was to, a very long time ago. Shout out to Delicious. Then we went to the 4040. Yes. 4040 was ram packed. Shout out to everybody that came to 4040. We had a little music problem. The, the whole oh system went gosh. out for like 30, awful. 40 minutes, but we got it back on and we rocked it out. But I wanted to talk about drunk talk, right? Drunk talk. Drunk talk because we seen a lot. I didn't do any junk talk. What do, what are we talking about? No, no, you didn't do any drunk talk. But a lot of times when when you're around people or people around and they've been drinking too much, they do things a little crazy. Okay. When we walked in the forty forty, we seen a little guy, right? I don't know if you remember. Oh. As soon as we walked in the forty forty, yeah, I know who you're talking about. We sounded, we seen this little little guy. I would say a midget, but that's no, he definitely was, and that's not an appropriate word. I would say that's not correct. It would be a little person, a little man, and he was not a little person. He just happened to be a person that was little, okay. but he wasn't a little person. All right, so the man that was little was dancing on this huge girl with this huge ass, and he was drunk, right? Yeah. And he well, was, I don't know if he was drunk. No, he was or drunk. If that was just his way. No, I took a picture with him after he was drunk. Uh-huh. So my whole thing and. I, I've seen a lot of people drunk and falling and all types of things. So my question is, if you're in a relationship, right, and your boyfriend or girlfriend is drunk and they do something out of character, do you forgive it? You know, well, it depends on what you're talking about. All right. Let's say like, what are you talking about? All right. Let's say, you know, because this happens. I, I know a lot in, in relationships. People get drunk. They get intoxicated. They go out and they might do something. Maybe they get into an argument with their spouse and they mm. grab their spouse a little too hard. Maybe even hit their spouse oh my gosh. or maybe even, you know, be a little too flirty, flirty. We see that a lot where somebody's yeah. drunk and they're a little too flirty, Absolutely. flirty with people. Mm-hmm. So what is OK and what's not OK? What is forgivable when somebody is drunk? Even when we went to a, a brunch and uh, this guy's girl was she was getting loose. Oh my goodness! I mean, they were pouring alcohol on her. They were throwing water on her, throwing ice on her. They were getting so disrespectful to her. And no, she was well. At first, she wasn't with it. At first, she was like, "Fuck no." At first, she was like, "Nah." And me. then she took a couple shots, and then <laughs> she was like, "Pour it all on me." No, but it was okay. I don't know if you're even explaining it well enough. Mm-hmm. First, they took the bottle of Dom P and they were trying to pour it into her mouth and they missed. And then it went all over her face. Correct. Her head was so far back that it went, it plateaued all over her face mm-hmm. and then dripped all the way down her chest and down her dress. At that point, I think she was like, my makeup's messed up. My hair is messed up. My dress is soaked. Bleep it. Fuck it. Exactly. So then the next thing was... They shook the bottle of Dom P right. and let it explode all over her. So they just completely sprayed this girl Correct. with Dom Perignon. Right. Then 
The third thing was they dumped another bottle over her. Mm -hmm. And then there was a huge bucket of ice that had all of their alcohol in it. They took the alcohol out and took the bucket of ice and dumped it all over her while she was like twerking or something. And it seemed as though she enjoyed every bit of it. But but she was obviously she was drunk. And I'm sure when she's seen the video later on, she's going to be pissed off. Maybe <laughs> if she knows that <laughs> that I put it on my Insta snap, <laughs> but I was just so shocked at it. Like how? Like I'll never have that kind of fun. <laughs> no. <laughs> but at the same time, let me say this: um, I do understand certain aspects of YOLO. You know, right. the whole, you only live once. I do believe at times that. It's cool to live in the moment and whatnot, as long as she's with somebody that can take care of her. Correct. Someone that she trusts that isn't going to take advantage of her. Mm -hmm. It seemed like she came in with her boyfriend. Right. So I don't think the whole taking advantage of her situation was a problem. Correct. Um, And if she was having fun doing it and he was having fun watching and whatnot, who am I to judge? Right. You know, I was thoroughly entertained by it. I'll tell you that much. I enjoyed being in the booth next to them and watching because, I don't know, it's kind of like food for thought. Correct. Like, I'm shocked and I'm I'm amazed. And I'm like, what? Like, oh, how is this fun? But then you have to dig a little bit deeper and say, you know what? Well, maybe it is a little bit of fun for people. So I don't judge. I, I, I liked I liked watching. Right. So, so. I mean, I enjoyed watching it too. It was hilarious. I mean, it's on my Insta snap. I know it's gone now, but it's gone now. if you've seen it, you know exactly what I'm talking about, what we're talking about. It was on Gears as well. But what do you forgive when somebody gets drunk? Well. You know, and the reason I ask that is because when people get drunk, sometimes I, you get two sides. It. Sometimes you get the truth or you get a sloppy mess. Um, I think you get both. And you get a little bit of both sometimes. I think you get both. And that's what I was just going to say. The thing about alcohol is a lot of times it gives people the courage Correct. to say things that they're really thinking that they wouldn't ordinarily say. Right. Or, or, or encourage to do something that they wouldn't the usually influence, do. Right. Or that they wouldn't do under the influence. And I experience the, you know, maybe things you wouldn't do in your normal frame of mind. And Mm -hmm. I have to be honest, that's part of what I like about getting tipsy. Okay. And, you know, I think if you listen to the podcast, you know that I really only drink with you. Correct. You know, I don't drink when I'm with my friends. Um, I don't know if that's going to change a little bit in the new year. It depends on my company. It depends on if I feel as though I'm in a safe environment, if I have a safe means of transportation, et cetera. But, up until this point, I really only drink with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that when I drink, I like to let go. I like to. Yeah, but you don't let go in an, in a crazy way. Like, no, no, no not I in see a, crazy a lot of, way. I see a lot of women get drunk. And when women get drunk, I see sometimes they get a lot of flirty, flirty. And I see a lot of people get into arguments in a club because of it. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, you could be with your girl and your girl's drunk. Mm-hmm. She gets flirty, flirty with another guy. Mm-hmm. Now, the guy, her boyfriend is drunk. Mm-hmm. So now he sees that and he's pissed off. And it's now, always the, the ends, angry drunk comes now, out of him. Right. So now right. there's a flirty drunk and an angry drunk. And it's always bad. And I mm-hmm. see it all the time. And the security throws them both out. And then when I leave the club, <laughs> they're outside arguing. But that happens all the time. But what do you forgive and what don't you forgive? If, if your spouse is being flirty in a mm-hmm. club and they're drunk do you forgive that or do you say you know what maybe that's how he that's how he really wants to be um i believe that that's how a person really wants to be because when i'm a little twisted i think that the way that i act with you and i get more flirty flirty with you correct and the way that i act with you is like my inner whatever you want to call it really coming out right and i think i'm already like that you know, on a normal basis. But when I drink, more of that comes out. So that's real. It's not fake in that moment. Right. It's just more on front street. So if I'm drunk and I'm f- and I see a girl and I and I flirt and I say, and I say hey, cutie, mm-hmm. and I'm drunk. How do you feel? Do you forgive that later on when I'm not I'll drunk? Like, hey, well, you must really think she's cute because <laughs> I believe it to be true. But now after do I that- forgive it? Um, well, you have no, in my opinion, if it's something like that. 
I don't think you really have any choice but to forgive it because uh-huh. I'm not a jealous person. Now, a jealous person might not forgive it right. because a jealous person may feel a way that you find somebody else attractive. But I just don't think that we live in a world where, you know, you're not going to find someone else attractive. I'm not going to find somebody else attractive. Mm-hmm. So you speaking on it is a matter of respect or disrespect. So on a normal day, if we pass someone that's attractive and you find them attractive, just as a level of respect, you probably wouldn't say that to me. Correct. When you're drunk, you don't have those parameters. Right. So you spoke your mind. So I wouldn't have a choice but to forgive it. If you went further than that, meaning approached her, kicked it to her, tried to touch her or anything like that, then we have a problem. Let me see now. Now this is now there this, are lines. Now this is a problem that I have, right? I agree with you to a point, right? But what I don't agree with is sometimes when you get drunk, you don't remember or you don't know. And the only reason I say that is because our baby shower, right? Mm-hmm. I got so drunk <laughs> that I don't remember what happened. I know you don't. Like, like I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Like, you could say. Rashawn, you slapped seven girls in the face and elbowed a dude in the nose. And I'd be like, no, I didn't. Because I really don't remember. <laughs> That's incredible. But the like, level to which you were inebriated was just, it was historic. Right. But I don't remember. You could mm-hmm. tell me, like, you could make up a story about me that night and I'd have to be like, what? Right. But the difference is, it doesn't matter what you recall. Right. What matters is that you acted on your impulses and the way that you felt in the moment. But that it, it could be anything. And that is a problem. All right, let's say I'm drunk, right? Let's say let's say New Year's Eve. Let's say we were both drunk and mm-hmm. tipsy, and you said something that I didn't like, mm-hmm. right? You said, "Rashawn, your feet look big," right? <laughs> let's say you said that. Right? That's his. That's his sensitive spot. It's not Don't more, talk about this man's feet. It's okay? not anymore. But let's say you said that, right? Uh-huh. And I slapped the shit out of you. Okay. Right? Right. I was drunk. Yeah. I would never slap the shit out of you on the same day or when I wasn't at liquor. And I would have, in a, the same drunken manner, picked up a bottle of alcohol and went upside your head with it. Would you forgive that? <laughs> see? 82 stitches later? See, now that's the problem. Now there's a problem? If I stab you, you shoot me. Like, you like you can't use, you have to use if the same weapon. If you stab me and I weapon. shoot you, you damn well deserve that bullet. You can't shoot me. Like, you can't hit me with a head with a bottle. I, I slap you. And we've spoken. Slap me back. You can't just hit me in the head with a bottle. We've spoken on that. In other situations, I, but, but, but I don't believe that, you know, if you slap me, it means that I can only slap you back. I can't go above what you did. If I no, slap it you, doesn't work that if way. I slap you, you open Pandora's box, you're going to get what you get. If I slap you, you can't run over me in a car. Like you I can't can. Hit- all right, then you go to jail. Don't put don't put your hands on me, if and you, then you don't have to worry about what I'm going to do in retaliation. Hit me in the head with a bottle. I'm calling the police. But back <laughs> so to what you I'm don't saying. Forgive it. Back to what I'm saying. So if I slap you, right, uh-huh. and then everybody comes and grabs you and me, and you can't hit me in the head with a bottle. The mm-hmm. next day, <laughs> when we're not drunk, do you forgive me? No. But I was drunk. I was not in my right mind. Um, and people do a lot of things drunk, not in their right mind. Yeah, I yeah, I don't think I would forgive you. If you backhanded me in a drunken stupor, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that I would forgive that right away. I mean, in my heart, because the godly gear would forgive you. But if I was really sorry, like I don't know what got into me, I was drunk. I'm not. It would take time. If I believed, I mean, okay, you and I, speaking of us specifically. I know there's a lot of people out there that have been in in a drunken argument. You're not the type of person that would ever put your hands on a female. Mm -hmm. So. I would know that that was brought on by alcohol. And oh, there's a couple of females I put my, my hands on. What are you talking about? I, I mean, like, this is, this is how I look at it. And this is just a side note. I don't believe in fair fights when it comes to my family. What so, just happened? I'm going to tell you. I'm so confused right you, now. you said I would never hit a female, and you're right. Okay. <laughs> but side note, if a female ever hit you, I'm going to attack like they're a nigga. I don't, uh, excuse my friend. <laughs> I'm going to attack like they're, like, like they're a man. Wait, so what if you ever put your hands on a female? I'm not having I've never I'm, been I'm, in a situation no, 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 where you, you have, have to I'm, defend I'm me. I'm not having, but that's how I feel. Like I would never hit a female. Oh, you I thought but, you I thought you said that you had No, before. no, no. But I don't believe in fair fights. Like oh, okay. if somebody hits you, I'm swinging too. Okay. If somebody hits my daughter, I'm swinging too. Right, right, right. That's how I feel. Oh, okay, okay. Like I don't like people like, oh, you never hit a woman. Okay. But if a woman hits my like, wife me. or hits my child, uh-huh. it's on. 
tone and pop it. And I'm going to fight you like you're a man. Like, because there's lucky punches. There's you take off your heel and poke out my eye. None of that's happening. I'm just wanted to side note. Like, if, if you come up to my wife or my kids disrespectfully, I'm going to swing like I'm Mike Tyson. Okay. Because nothing can happen to my wife or kids. If you have a problem, swing on me. Okay. Don't swing on them. Okay, now side note. Now, go ahead. Um, you said Rashawna never hit nobody. Okay, so that me knowing that you're not the type to hit a female. Correct. Um, I would know that it was brought on by the alcohol. So the godly me, like I said before, would forgive you. But realistically, it would take time for me to get over it. Mm-hmm. Like I would have to come to terms with the fact that you hit me and then you would never be able to drink again. Mm-hmm. Like that would be it. That would have been the last drink that you would take. And I wouldn't trust you to drink without me either. So you couldn't drink with your friends. You couldn't drink with me. Like that would have, that better have been a good shot. And I don't mean at me, a good alcoholic shot because that would have been it for you. So after that, boundaries would have to be put into place to make sure that it didn't happen again. And I agree with you when it comes to people that, that, that drink and get drunk and those drunk, I know because a lot of people have drunken conversations and drunken fights and I see it all the time, but, but you don't, I believe what people tell me when they're drinking. No, no, I do too. But I, it's, it's difficult because if somebody hits you or disrespects you when they're drunk, I say yes. The first time you, 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 you let it slide. Mm. but they can't drink around you again and they can't have that around you again because right. you never know when they're able. I'm going to tell you a quick story. And this person hates when I tell a story, but I don't give a fuck. Um, I used to have a, a, a best friend, close friend. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. His name was was Mono, DJ Mono. Shout to Mono. He's out in Atlanta. I don't, hey, Randy. I don't really think he drinks like that anymore. But I, I, every time he would get drunk, he would turn himself into... Hulk. It would be a, a totally different person. Yeah, he would absolutely go from David Banner to the Hulk. I remember one time he was out with a friend of mine and, and uh, he approached some dude, some bouncer, and told the bouncer to suck his dick and the bouncer right. beat him up. And then my friend, being his friend, tried to help him. So the bouncer pulled out a knife and stabbed my friend. Wait. Stabbed Derek. Stabbed Derek in the back. Yeah. Wait, True story. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, it definitely happened. Derek, so, Derek? Yeah, so Mono didn't get stabbed, but Derek got stabbed. Wait, that Stabbed, stabbed? Yeah, stabbed in like the back. Poked? No, he must have gotten poked because right. I don't know about him stabbed. getting stabbed. Had to go to the hospital, stitches and all that. Are you serious? Absolutely. You know, I didn't know that. Yeah, stabbed. Absolutely. Uh, another time, same kid, Mona. We were in a club and I remember we were on a dance floor and it was, this is when Bloods and Crips were real big in New York. And um, I remember he went up to a Blood, drunk, was like something like, I don't, I don't, he said, I don't give a fuck about that red bandana. I'll fuck you up. Oh, I remember this. Dude said, what? Pulled out a gun in the middle of the club. Now, me being the guy's, being Mono's friend, I didn't even know what to do. So I jumped in front of Mono and the guy and it was like, hey, what's up? I'm DJ Envy. Mm-hmm. And luckily, the guy bought my mixtapes back in the day and was like, oh, my gosh, I got all your tapes. And I was like, look, my friend is drunk. And he let that slide. But the last draw for me was it was a uh, my birthday party. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were at a club and... I don't even know who brought a cake. Somebody brought brought me a cake for my birthday. And the whole club was singing happy birthday. Mm-hmm. And Mono picks up the cake. Yeah. And right when, you know, I'm blowing out the candles. And you know how you shove a piece of pie in somebody's face? He hit me so hard with the Like, he snuffed me with the cake. Yeah. Like, snuffed me. Like, put me off my feet. Right. And he was drunk. And we, we damn near got into a fight in the club. And because of that, I don't really talk to him as much as because he's a bad drunk. Right. He's a drunk that I don't want to be around. Mm-hmm. And um, since then, he's doing good in Atlanta. He moved to Atlanta and they said he's doing good. He stopped drinking. So I'm happy for him. So, I, you know, we speak periodically. But he's one of those people that I just can't forgive being drunk because I know what it does. So if you put yourself in that predicament and you know what alcohol does to you, I can't be around you. Right. And he has no choice but to know because... Every time that he drinks, something goes bad. Something goes bad. Something goes bad. But to like he's always getting into a fight with somebody. Right. Or, and I, and I'm sure that everybody has that one drunk friend that goes too far, or your boyfriend or your girlfriend gets drunk and goes too far. But it gets to the point where I can forgive the first time, 
Mm-hmm. But after that, I can't. I can't. And you can't continue to drink because you can't keep going on with those same problems over and over yeah, and over again. It just becomes redundant. It becomes redundant. It becomes redundant. But, you know, that's what alcohol is. And I was always told if you drink alcohol, you don't drink to take away your pain. Because when you drink to take away your pain, all you're doing is increasing that monster that you don't want to be. Right. So when you drink, you drink for fun, you drink for casual, you drink to, to you know, to let go a little bit, but not to drink away the pain. Mm-hmm. That never works and that's never successful and that's never helpful. So if you're out there and your spouse is a drinker and y'all get into an argument, I hope this helped because I know a lot of y'all out there like, yeah, every time he comes home, he drunk, we go out together, we drunk, we fight. Because I know it, I see it all the mm-hmm. damn time. All the damn time. No, it's true. But I don't know. I, I, I just think that when it comes to drinking, you have to know your limits. Correct. And you have to make sure that you're in good company and surrounded by people that take care of each other. Correct. You know, and um, I never really used to understand why people drank uh-huh. because I didn't start drinking until like just years ago. Right. And, um, but I, you know, I get it. I get it. Sometimes people are judgmental Mm -hmm. of their friends that drink. And, um, just like you said, if you drink casually and to just, um, have a little bit more fun and, and let go and be silly with your friends Mm -hmm. or, you know, your partner, then I think it's okay. But if you know that you act inappropriately, then you have to give it up. So let me ask you. Uh So if I get a little twisted, okay. And I become too flirty, flirty with another guy. Mm-hmm. I sit on his lap or I dance with him or I'm close to his face or I'm, I'm giving him like little, I'm sending him little hearts, you uh-huh, know, with uh-huh. my eyes or whatever. What do you do? Do you forgive it? Or do you take it as, wow, this must be how she really feels? You know me. Uh, if you get drunk and you get too close to a guy, what do I, what am I going to do? I don't know. You're I'm, not gonna I'm get, looking forward to this new improved you in 2018. So what do you do? You're not going to get that far. You're not going to get, you're not going to, first of all, if you're that drunk to the point where you're acting that way and I'm DJing or I'm around, you're not leaving my side. But if you are too flirty, flirty, we're going to have a conversation as soon as we get back in that car or as soon as you fix it. After we get back in the car, it's too late. I already did it. So after I do it, what do you, no, we're going to leave. If I'm out, with, if we're out together, we're going to leave. You're DJing and you got 45 minutes left to go and I'm flirty, flirty. Oh, you're going to be but, in the DJ booth but, for the next 45 five minutes then but if <laughs> but i already did it do you forgive it we're gonna have a conversation let's say i kiss another guy uh, so now because now this that's line in the sand so now you can't say oh you're gonna be next to me okay. or you're in the car you kiss a guy i kissed a guy okay how do you feel how you're do drunk? you interpret that i'm drunk okay we're tipsy. I don't know if I really. Yeah, maybe I do. We're going to have a conversation the next day when you're not tipsy, when you're not drunk, because having a conversation with a drunk person is like having a conversation with yourself. <laughs> so I'm going to wait to it the next day and we're going to have a conversation. So and- I kissed him. What do you do in that moment? Come on. Stop. Stop skirting the issue. Oh, that moment I yoke you up and we're going out the club right there. We're going home. I don't care if I'm DJing. If forget I got about your next Forget about minutes. my money. Forget about all that. We're going home right then and there. Okay. You're going home. Mm-hmm. We're going to sleep. And then the next morning, we're going to have a conversation. How's the conversation go? And I'm going to say, you're never going to drink again. And if you do, <laughs> I can never, ever, never, just drink never, ever, never, ever, never drink again, never drink again. Because when you drink, you don't know how to control yourself. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be with a person that doesn't know how to control himself. So if you can, if you can't tell me that you can do that, then we have a problem or situation. OK, but now let's talk about the real issue. How do you feel? Do you feel that I must be into that guy. No, not at all. Because you, you were drunk. Feel, no, no, no. So you don't feel as though it's real emotions coming out. No, no. I feel like you were drunk and, they, and people do stupid shit when they're drunk and sometimes they get loosey-goosey. So no, not at all. Okay. So that's how you look at it. Right. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on because I ain't like that one. <laughs> let's get to the email of the week. All right. Wait, 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 wait. What? Oh, I just, can I have a little bit more fun with this? No, no, I have to have a little bit more fun because you really just sparked another question in my mind. Okay, 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 okay. Scenario. Oh, here we go. I'm out with my girls. I'm out with Charisma and Ingrid. Okay. And no, no, no. And three other girls because it has to be more than two girls because those two girls would have reined me in. Okay. All Uh right. So I'm out with five other girls. Okay. And we're at a club. No, we're not at a club. We are at a get together mm-hmm. at someone's house. Okay. Where there's like maybe 35 people. Mm-hmm. There's somebody there. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking. Mm-hmm. My friends are preoccupied. Okay. Okay. I'm talking to a guy. Mm-hmm. I get too flirty, flirty, and he and I disappear. Okay. Okay. 
I wind up at his apartment or at a hotel. I sleep with him. Mm -hmm. I feel terribly about it the next day. The next day, I throw my clothes on. I do the walk of shame. I get an Uber. I come home. Uh I feel so horribly. I tell you about it. Mm Mm-hmm. What do you do? Well, we got to find him because if you were drunk, he raped you. That's rape because you didn't have re- your real consent because he had sex with a person that was past drunk. No, I might have given him my consent, though. Oh, so you weren't that drunk. No, I was drunk. No. But now that's a touchy subject. And I know that people have been through that. So I don't want to talk about the drunk rape because that's a whole other conversation. I'm talking about in my hypothetical. I was drunk and I consented to sex even though I was drunk and because according to you drunk people can't have sex because nobody can consent that any type of sex while two people are intoxicated is rape and that's not the case so I was drunk and Mm -hmm. at the same time I consented to sex look at the look on your face (laughs) okay let's this did not happen. Okay. I'm just so you can just you can change the look on your face and, and appear more pleasant. That would make me happy. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's what happens. So I sleep with him, I do all the dirty, and I come home and I tell you about it. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? What do you do? How how do you apologize? What? I mean, it depends how you come back and apologize. If if you if you are sincere and you really are apologetic. And of course, really I'm really apologetic. It's me. Okay. I I'm I'm sorry. I mean, I wouldn't say it like this. I'm sure I'd probably be friggin' in tears. Okay. But I apologize. Knowing you, I would forgive you, and there would be certain rules and regulations that you'd have to abide by for the rest of your life. What do you mean? You couldn't drink ever again. Okay. You couldn't go Forget out. Forget about all that. How do you feel? I don't know. I would feel fucked up. I would mm-hmm. feel upset. But me being a little cocky and conceited, I would feel like the only reason that you did it is because you were drunk. <laughs> she could have actually liked that yeah, guy. She could have actually, liked that <laughs> she could have actually thought me. he was attractive. Exactly. The cocky... <laughs> he couldn't have had anything on me. Yeah, now you know me. So the cocky and conceited <laughs> guy would feel like, you know, that happened because you were drunk. So uh-huh. that's how I would feel. And that's what I would go with it. Now, do you really feel that way or do you think you would tell yourself that so that you could stomach what I did? I probably feel that way and would tell myself that. Okay. I'm kind of cocky and conceited if you haven't I don't know. You said it five times. I don't know if anybody really got that impression. But that's what I would do. You might want to say it again because then maybe people might actually believe you. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. (laughs) That's how it is. Okay. But that's that's how I would go about it. Okay. So now would you low-key like loathe me like under the surface would you kind of have a little bit of hatred for me absolutely really yeah i mean it would take time to fully forgive somebody i mean you you would it takes time to get back to that position of trust and everything you know but for a little bit i would i would be a little upset and side eye you all the time you don't think it would change our relationship I mean, of course it would change our relationship. Like permanently? You think it would permanently? I don't think anything is permanent, but I mean, we'd have to get to a a part where we trust each other again and everything is good. You'd have to make me feel good. But is that about trust? So So that would hurt your trust in me? Absolutely. So it's not that you would just distrust me while I was drunk. You would distrust me as a whole? I think so. For a little bit, yeah. Well, tell me why. Because 10 minutes ago, you said that when yeah but that was a kiss but now you said you consented to sex so that means no 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 i'm talking about when you said that you slapped me okay when you gave me a black and blue and took off the right side of my face then it was well people don't know what they're doing what if i don't even remember it and you know i'm not that kind of person right but that's what i said if if i if i knew if i was tipsy and slapped you that's different from being drunk okay we're talking about drunk being drunk now being drunk and you consented, that's okay. That means you thought about you it. You consented to slapping me. Maybe not. No, I didn't consent. I didn't think about it. Your hand didn't do it by itself. See, there's a difference. It, it, <laughs> of course there's a I'm difference. Gonna show you, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you the difference, right? Tell the, me the difference. The difference is this. If I slap you, it's an emotion that happens probably So quickly. is sex. No, 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 no. Sex there's a difference. Emotion. No, there's a difference. You might have said something that made me slap the shit out of you, which was a, a natural Yeah, he might have whipped out his dog and made me want it. Hold like, on. No, you, like... you said that you left the party, you went to his house and consented. So these are all things that you thought of. They weren't just an immediate Those reaction. Steps, Those were right? steps okay. that you took that mm-hmm. you had to think about, that had to give that consent. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between steps and just saying- An you, impulse. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mine was impulse of being drunk. Yours was 
drinking and thinking and still doing what you had to do. You know what I mean? But that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. And also, so like I said, I would forgive you, but there, there are steps that you would have to take for the rest of your life that, that you'd have to be understanding to. So it would take the rest of my life to write that wrong. I don't know, but there were certain things that you, you couldn't do. You couldn't drink again. You couldn't hang around them girls anymore. I couldn't hang around my close friends anymore. No. I'm your close friend for now. <laughs> now you only got one. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. You couldn't blame it on my friends. They were off doing their own thing. I don't know, but that would be how I felt. And we would have to go through certain steps to actually okay. forgive you. All right. All right. Enough of that. Now let's talk about this email now. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, well, time is going fast. We got to take a boy boy to uh, basketball. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, not sure. Okay, here it is. Hi, DJ Envy Gear. My name is Jesse, and to be truly honest and direct, I am a um a closeted homosexual. I grew up in the church, and therefore, I am very rooted in it. When I became aware of my sexual inclination at a certain age in my life, I started praying really hard in my heart for the feelings to go away. Mm-hmm. As the years passed by and I realized that the feelings were still very present in my life, I just ended up promising myself that I would never act on them and live a life of celibacy. However, that became really hard once I got to college and noticed many of my friends happy in their heterosexual relationships. I started asking myself, why can't I have a person in my life looking at me in a special way? I began craving to give love and having someone swoon over me. Still nothing happened to me in that department. A couple of months ago, I moved to a new city after graduating from college and found a church out there that I really loved and quickly got involved. There's a boy there, older than 21 for sure, but just a few years younger than me who also was part of the volunteer team. I had seen him in the church serving for weeks and never thought much of him until the day he introduced himself to me. Although we had a very short convo, there was something about him that had me feeling butterflies on the inside. And I'm not one to get these kind of vibes from random people. I tried to fight those feelings because as far as I knew, the guy was straight. I had heard him talk about wanting to get married sometime soon and desperately wanting a girlfriend in his life to make that happen. So I began ignoring him and would go out of my way to minimize any interactions with him in hope that his attraction for him would go away. But no, things instead got worse. I started noticing him staring at me a lot and even noticed that he would sometimes go out of his way to interact with me. And with our very few interactions, he would say things that would leave me feeling like he was trying to impress me or have me think highly of him Mm. one time he even asked me are you mad at me for any reason and i responded with no why would i be mad at you for because i had been ignoring him to push away the attraction that i felt towards him and i was trying to make it not so obvious by responding to his question with another question he then responded with i'm just kidding i guess to make that situation less awkward But the thing to me that was weird is that a week later, I ran into him at a friend's event and he came up to me to greet me and in relief with a very caring voice. He said, so you aren't mad at me? And for some reason, I didn't say anything. I just froze and he kind of took it as a cue to leave. So our interactions have been like that. A lot of staring across the room and very small talk that really goes nowhere. Damn, this shit is long as fuck. (laughs) All right. In church, we sometimes hold hands for group prayers or place our hands over each other's shoulders. And whenever I found myself next to him, I noticed him very tense and really hesitant to touch me. I kept trying to ignore him, but he still greets me and gives me intense looks. Even when I'm not looking at his way on purpose, I can still feel him staring my way. Due to all that, I just can't stop thinking about him. He is and has been on my mind every single day since he introduced himself to me. Shit, that shit is still long. Okay. (laughs) So I wonder, does he... We need the details. I'm trying to get to it. Hold on. So I wonder, does he feel this way I feel about him and also scared to express it because of our backgrounds and faith? Or am I just a crazy person thinking too much into this, creating a whole story with this really none? And what moves could I make to really find out if he's into me or not without putting myself out there? Mm. I've had crushes before and they usually went away after a while of nothing happening. However, there's just something about this crush that just sticks to my heart. I've never experienced a love relationship in my whole entire life because of the fact that I've been 
trying really hard to push my attraction for men away. And also because I still haven't met anyone in my life who's fought to win me over in a way that I am very confident that it really doesn't have much to do with my appearance because my friends would describe me as someone who takes good care of himself. Mm. Okay, here we go. I apologize for the long email, (laughs) but I wanted to give you as much information as possible to enable you to make the best analysis possible of the situation and advise me well over this. I also want to let you know that I listen to The Breakfast Club and your Casey podcast religiously. He spelled religiously with like mad ease. What you both have is amazing. And sometimes I do feel envious of that connection and wonder if in my life I would ever fall in love with someone that deep. I have a lot of respect for both of you. Humbly you for uh, taking the time to read this email. Best regards, Jesse. Hi, Jesse. Shit. So what do you think? Oh, you're going to ask me after I just read that email. Can I get a little breath? Can I get to take a little breather? (laughs) No, jump right in. All right, Jesse. You only live once, Jesse. You might as well go for it. Now, it makes no sense to be a closet homosexual. Why? 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 Why are you hiding who you are? If this is who you are and this is who you naturally are, don't hide it. Especially not in this day and age. No, don't hide it. Who cares about what people think about you? Who cares about, you know, how people look at you? This is who you want to be. You don't want to pass away. You don't want to die. You don't want to be the age of 60 saying, wow, you know, this is who I want to be. If that's who you are, you accept it and that's who you be. If people don't want to talk to you, they don't want to be your friend friends they don't like you they they are awkward around you then they don't need to be in your life i don't even know if that happens anymore i don't think so either yeah but you know you you never know like you you don't want to hide your feelings no if you are gay you be the happiest gay well happy and gay go together right you be the happiest gay gayest gay (laughs) you be the gayest gay ever like yeah you know i'm not gonna say attack dude but you should you should ask him out and not on a date. Just be like, hey, yo, you want to go to this bar? Go out with him. Get to know him. Have a conversation. See if he really likes you. You know, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he is the same way. Maybe he is the same way as you. Maybe he's gay. He's in the closet. He thinks he likes you, but he doesn't know how to react on it because mm. he thinks that you might not be gay. That's a good So maybe you should it. just take him out and see where it goes. You know, what's the worst that could happen? He finds out that you are gay and then he doesn't talk to you. And if that's the case, it so doesn't matter. He's staring at what? you from across the room anyway. What do right. you really have to lose? Absolutely. So that's how I would handle it, Jesse. And if he doesn't like you or if he doesn't talk to you because he finds out you're gay, fuck him. Okay, so how does it go? All right. So... You said ask him out to a bar okay. or something of that nature, right? Mm-hmm. So does Jesse tell him that he's gay beforehand? No. no, he doesn't. It's just a matter of saying, hey, do you want to go out to this bar with me or do you want to go have dinner with me? See, I wouldn't do dinner. But here's the thing. Dinner's a little, that's a little too much. But why is it too much? Because at the end of the day, Jesse is going to tell this person he's interested in that he's gay. Right. According to. But you're not going to tell him right away because you don't want to scare him. You don't want to make it seem like you're attacking or you're. But if you if a man asks another man to dinner, then I think that kind of comes along with the indication that there's some type of romantic intent behind it. No. If Rashawn. Yes. What man asks another man to dinner? Hey, you want to go have dinner with me? Unless there's some type of romantic intention behind it. I wouldn't do that yet. But my point is, I'm not suggesting this. It's Mm -hmm. just coming to mind as you're talking. Okay. Or I may be suggesting it. I don't quite know yet. If he asks him to dinner, then the other person will get the direct impression that Jesse may be gay. Correct. And then he can answer Accordingly, if he's having those feelings as well, or if he's also a homosexual, then he may accept the offer. If Jesse asks him to a bar, if he's a homosexual and Jesse's imagining all of this or taking the wrong cues, the other guy might think that he just might want to go to have a drink and maybe pick up some other girls. He may get there, they have a conversation, and then he may feel duped. Do you see what I mean? No, no, no. So maybe if he asks him to dinner then Jesse can get his answer kind of right away. If the guy is interested and he's not imagining all of these things, he'll accept his invitation. If he's not, 
then he won't. No, the reason I say you go to a drink and go to a bar is because <laughs> Jesse could feel him out on a one-on-one tip. Right. Instead of just going to a restaurant and it's there and you're both awkward, because if the guy's not gay, it's going to be awkward as fuck at a restaurant because now it's just me and you. But if it's a he bar, won't accept his invitation if he's not gay or if he's not interested. Believe me. Have you ever had a friend that asked you out on a heterosexual dinner date? Have you ever had a guy yeah, say, but hey, like, let's go have dinner together? But not, not like dinner, but people, we don't say, hey, let's go have dinner. They, like, I could be with my with a friend and be like, yo, let's go get a bite to eat at Chow's. Because you're already out. You're not going to call up anybody and say, hey, but that's how, you want to have dinner with but that's me at how Chow's? Je- that's how Jesse should do it. Jesse should be, hey, we're at church. Yo, let's go get a drink. Let's go get a drink tomorrow. What you doing tomorrow? Let's go get a drink after work. That's what he should do because that makes him comfortable. See exactly what you're diving into before you actually dive. And then if the bar goes, the bar goes right, then you say, let's go to dinner. If the bar doesn't go right, then you ain't got to worry about dinner. Because once Mm -hmm. you're in that restaurant, there's just you and him. You're at a table together. If you're at a bar, it's atmosphere. It's other people at the bar. You have an out just in case. And I understand what you're saying. Jesse, I'm trying to give you an out. My point is, dude's not accepting a dinner invitation. If he's not interested in Jesse, I'm a female. If a man invites me out to dinner, I know that there's a romantic interest there. Like nobody invites somebody else out to dinner. Right. Unless unless you're a female, like girls will go to dinner. Like, hey, you want to go to dinner tomorrow night or whatever? Girls will do, will do it. But men, I've never seen that happen but, unless it's situational. Like you said, you know, you can be out somewhere and it could be you and Derek. We just talked about it. It could be you and Derek. Like, yo, yo let's go grab a bite to eat. Correct. That That's grabbing a bite to eat. And it can be at a nice restaurant. It could be at a Chow's or a Philippe's or a friggin' P.F. Chang's or wherever. But you're not going to call somebody or approach somebody and say, hey, let's go to dinner unless you're into them. But it gives Jesse out just in case Jesse doesn't like dude. And well, for dude. That, for that reason, wait, I like it. And also, if dude is not comfortable yet because let's say dude is a closet right. homosexual as well mm-hmm. that gives him a kind of you put Baby your foot steps. in the water first yeah. and see if I like it and then I, I then I jump in right Instead because of just he might have he might have never been in a relationship like that either absolutely so that might be just like you said like testing the water so if he invites him for drinks after church or something like that they can go interact absolutely catch more vibes Get a little bit more comfortable. Get a little bit looser. There you go. Like we said. Right. And you get to see a little bit of the real them because Absolutely. that comfortability starts increasing. There you go. Okay. Yeah, I like it. You know, and, and I think that makes more sense in that way. Then you can get to whatever you want to get to, you know? Yeah, I like that. I, I think that's I think that's a good idea. Okay. All right. Well, Jesse, good luck. I hopefully that answered your question. And 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 email us if you have a question. It's the Casey Crew at Gmail. T H E E Casey Crew at Gmail dot com. If you have a question, a comment, or you can always hit us on. A lot of people hit us up on Instagram and DM us questions, and we check both of those. Yes. And Jesse, please get back to us. I want to know how that how that turned out. Whether you took Rashawn's advice or did not, I want to know how you and Dude wound up. Yeah, I want to know too. All right, now um, it's time to almost time to get up out of here, baby. What? We're not doing another email. You want to do another one? Yes. Okay. You gonna ask me if I want to do another email? All right. <laughs> um, this person is kind of rude. Didn't say me, but I'll, I'll read it anyway. Gia, I need your advice. Not Gia Rashawn, just Gia, I need your advice. Okay. I recently just lost my man's trust after being with him for six years. I got caught saying shit to another guy, and now he wants nothing to do with me, which is which he has every right to. He has been in the wrong too in the past, and we have always found a way back to one another. I believe he is my soulmate, and we were put on this earth for one another. I believe we will be soulmates. My question is to you, how do I gain his trust back? And have you ever, uh, have you and Envy ever lost trust with each other when y'all were young? 
Well, there's not a lot of details in that email. No, it's not a lot of uh, details. I don't know exactly how she lost his touch. I trust. I don't know if she stole from him or if she slept with another guy. No, she just said she was caught saying shit to another guy. Um. Okay. Well, I would start off by saying this. I mean, it's it, they do say that they lost each other's trust before. So mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what well, she no, did. Um, he lost her trust before. Lost her trust mm-hmm. before. I'd say the first thing in gaining somebody's trust back is to make him feel. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, make him feel comfortable in every situation. Uh, of course, p- apologize and be really sorry and be truthful and honest to what you did. I also feel like in this situation, what you have to do is open yourself up to him. Meaning if you were caught talking to a guy on the phone or texting a guy, uh, make sure that he knows that you never want to be in that predicament again and give him the code to your phone. If you truly feel that's your soulmate and you truly feel that, you know, you want to be with him and nobody else, open up your life to him. Make your life a big open book where you feel like there is nothing to hide and he feels like there's nothing to hide so he can start gaining that trust back because that's the main thing if he feels that you're hiding something or he feels that something is funny you're on the phone you walk into another room or you text and then you hide the text these are all keys that something isn't right right and maybe that's what he's failing so that's what i would do i would definitely open my life to him i would open my book open my phone open everything possibly to him not open it when the way you say hey look at my stuff but leave it leave your phone on your bed you know leave it take your passwords off mm-hmm. make him feel comfortable where he's like okay she's really changed or she made a mistake and, and it's time to move on what do you feel well i want to kind of ask you about that because mm-hmm. you throw the m word around what m motherfucker a lot what no M-word? mistake oh mistake okay in your opinion in your book uh-huh what's a mistake mistake because she was texting someone. Okay. Well, we don't know, but she said said something, so we don't know what it was. But she said, "How did she put it? She said something inappropriate." She said she or... said some shit she wasn't supposed to to somebody else. Take a look. No, hold on. I'm opening my thing. She said, "I got caught saying shit to another guy, and now he wants nothing to do with me." Well, if she got caught, it would either be, I'm assuming that she would either be on the phone and he was nearby and heard, mm-hmm. or. She's saying got caught saying something, meaning that she was texting somebody or emailing somebody and he read the text or the email. Correct. I think those are the only ways that that could have transpired. Um, Is that really a mistake? That's not a mistake. That's deliberate. Um, So when you say mistake, I really I want to know what you mean by mistake. um, Is that is that another word for bad judgment bad decision yeah i think a mistake is is also bad judgment bad decision i mean because to take it back to if i slapped the shit out of you mm-hmm. that's a mistake that's a mistake because you were drunk that's a bad decision that's but, not but necessarily even, a decision because your decision making capabilities are taken away from you when you're drunk okay. so that's not a decision that's but, actually but even if i mistake. wasn't drunk if i wasn't drunk and slapped the shit out of you that's not a mistake that's a mistake that's not a mistake because I let my emotions get the best of me and I lashed out and hit you. And that was a mistake that I shouldn't have done. I wouldn't call it a mistake. I'd call that a bad decision. I think mistakes are bad decisions. In some cases, but a mistake would be, you know, you meant to hit the person behind me or in front of me and they ducked and you caught me. Okay. Well, that's the, a mistake. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, what, what, I, when, when people, people make, and that's what I think I wanted to kind of talk about. When you just said that, when people make mistakes, to me, it means that their intention is one thing, but something else happens. That's a mistake. Wait, people don't As a matter use of fact, people I'm going to Google mistake. But you know what? People don't use mistake like that people use mistake as in i fucked up i made a mistake i'm sorry oh i don't use, that's what they use it as i don't use um like like that way mistake is mistake definition okay look up mistake definition go ahead you can continue i'm looking for but I, I would you know definitely mm. if you did that i would say that a mistake was made you shouldn't have done that and you have to open up your life to make sure he's comfortable and that you can live on and that he can be happy and he can trust you. Now, what does the definition of mistake say? Um, well, the first one that pops up is an action or judgment that is misguided or wrong. 
For example, coming here was a mistake. Synonyms, error, fault, inaccuracy, omission, slip, blunder, miscalculation, misunderstanding, oversight, misinterpretation, gaffe, faux pas, etc. Um, the verb is to be wrong about. So according to that definition, I think that your your um, understanding of it holds up. Right. So like, you know, if I go to a... a if, I'm just going to look at Merriam-Webster's definition now. If a girl go goes to a guy's house, that's a mistake. You know, that's what it says. <laughs> going somewhere that you wasn't supposed to, that's a mistake. So I think that she can say she made a mistake. To make a wrong judgment of the character or ability of... Um, to identify wrongly, confuse with another, to be wrong. Okay. Okay, go ahead, sweetie. So that's pretty much a mistake. So that's what I would advise her to do. What would you advise her to do? Um, I would advise her to first analyze the reason why she spoke in a way that wouldn't be conducive to her relationship with her boyfriend with another guy. I think that's number one. You know, you take things kind of from ground zero. You know, it's easy to promise that something's never going to happen again if you don't address what's going on within yourself to understand why you did that in the first place. For me, everything always gets taken back to the first the first place. First, you have, a, have to have a clear understanding of what's going on before you can fix it. So... Mm-hmm. I mean, in my mind and, you know, the details aren't there, but in my mind, I'm assuming that she was probably being flirty in a text or over the phone with somebody else. Okay. So is that because you are missing something in your relationship? You are lacking attention from your boyfriend? Um, Does this other person make you feel a way through his words um, that you would like to feel and that your boyfriend's not making you feel. Mm-hmm. Why is it that you gravitated to this other person and, you know, was satisfying whatever it was that he wanted to hear and satisfying yourself by saying those things? There had to be something Correct. beneficial in the scenario. So first I'd address that. And for me, as you well know, like what's an apology? Mm-hmm. You know, apologies are kind of empty to me if it doesn't come with a real, true and sincere explanation Correct. where you've already thought on your own. You've done your due diligence. You understand why you did what you did. Now you come to me and apologize. Now you have to convey that to me in a way that can allow me to understand Mm -hmm. why you did what you did. So if she didn't do this self-reflecting and she just went to him and was like, you know, I apologize for what I did. If I'm him and I'm on the receiving end of that, my interpretation is like, of course you're freaking sorry. Right, you need detail. You want, like, you want emotion, like, you want feelings. Like, what does that mean? You're gotcha. sorry. You mm-hmm. messed up. Now you're upset because I found out and now we're in a bad place. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're sorry. But that's kind of empty and meaningless. It's almost worthless, right? right. Mm-hmm. But if I'm him and she comes to me with something like, you know, I'm going to start by saying that I apologize for what I did. I acknowledge that it was wrong. This is the reason why I did it. Mm -hmm. And it's easy for me to say that it'll never happen again because I can exude that kind of self-control from this point on. But what's more important is that I don't ever feel the desire to do it again. Because people can control their actions. Right. But you want to fix it in the first place. Let's fix what's going on with us that made me vulnerable to acting that way. And obviously that's not insinuating that it's your fault in any way, shape or form, but I want to remedy that. I want to make us so solid, not just because I'm deliberately doing that. I want to be so solid because I feel so solid and I have no desire to have the attention of somebody else. Correct. And to me, I think that would be more meaningful to him right. like let's fix what's wrong let me just not sit here and give you an empty apology, apology and you. tell you i'm never going to do it again because why would you believe me right, right, right you went and did x y and z behind my back mm-hmm. so what's what's to say that you wouldn't do it again absolutely you know no i agree with you and, and, and i think that will work if if you give him a real apology and also open up your life to him so he feels comfortable 
Yes, I definitely think that you would combine that with what Rashawn said and making your life an open book Mm -hmm. and letting him know that you have no means to disrespect him would be an addition to that. I think that if he knows that he can check all of your sources and your (coughs) social media, Uh your text, your email, and that you are willingly giving that to him, then he knows that even if you have the impulse, you don't really have any way of achieving it. So right. that just gives him a little bit of reinforcement. So I like that. Okay. Well, I wish her the best of luck as yes, well. Yes, we wish you the best of luck. You know, we, we've been getting uh, a lot of DMs and a lot of emails about, we talked about uh, some of the stuff that we did, like as far as your your routine of how you wash your face and how, how your face is so the pretty. Regimen, yeah. Your beauty regimen. and beauty and, regimen and me getting on my beauty regimen. So I think next episode, <laughs> I think we should take a, a, a little bit at time out and you should explain to people Mm-hmm. what you do for your beauty regimen, mm-hmm. if you don't mind. Well, and then you can explain to people what I do because I don't even know what I do. You just tell me what to do when I do it. I just put it in front of you. Yeah, put it in front of you. tell you what to do and how to do it. Absolutely. Well, you know, you've really um, helped me with one of your 12, day, 12 Days of Christmas yeah. gifts. Well, if they, if they don't know, 12 Days of Christmas is, you should know. If you don't, I give Gia a gift every day to, to until Christmas. and uh, For 12 days. For 12 days. Uh-huh. Gia goes into Sephora. She gets her beauty regimen stuff. And I didn't know what to get, so I just got everything. <laughs> and I was just like, we'll figure it out what it is. So I want you to, to not only tell the people, I want you to tell me. So next time I have to go buy you shit, I know exactly what to buy. Yeah, you. Well, what? I went in, I went into Sephora yesterday to get something for Madison. And one of the girls, there was a girl that never helped me before. Mm-hmm. She came up to me and she said, my, your husband was in here, you know, a couple of weeks before Christmas. And he just he he was so confused and you know another girl was helping me and i was suggesting this and she was suggesting that and he just said f it just give me everything cuz i don't want to disappoint her absolutely so, so you bought me i mean literally you bought me everything that i've ever even eyeballed because there are these newer and when I say newer I mean like within the past two years or so Uh like that's considered newer in skincare these newer brands that are really groundbreaking and they're really emerging and they're gaining like mega popularity because of breakthrough ingredients and formulations and things like that Mm -hmm. that I've been looking at but I don't try to overdo it because, you know, you can only use but so many products in your regimen at once. Yes, there's layering and things of that nature, but um, there are certain brands that I haven't tried because I've been waiting to finish what I'm using now to sample them and see if they work on my skin. But you bought everything. So for the past couple of weeks since Christmas, I've been trying different things and see how well they work together and to see if I'm seeing any results. And I do. So thank you. That was probably the most thoughtful gift that you gave me. It was probably the most time consuming. Definitely was. And probably the only one that made you want to pull your hair out because I'm a girl and I know what I'm looking for and sometimes I'm in Sephora I want to pull my hair out absolutely so for you to go in there blindfolded and whatnot I I really truly appreciate that and love Aww, you for that I so love thank you, too, you. <laughs> well we will do that the next episode wait what did you say you wanted to do you wanted to go over it yeah I wanted to tell the people exactly what you do for your beauty regimen what I use what you use how you use it how much you use yeah all that and then you could tell them about what I do yeah I I've gotten know. a lot of DMs a lot lot of comments with people asking me about the regimen and um the steps so yeah we can we can take a part of the podcast and and share some of that so okay. i like that idea we'll do that next week all righty all right and um that's it oh and also when we next week too i want to tell people how i sleep now because i sleep better now i got this little <laughs> thingy majiggy over here that helped me with sleep okay no save it we'll talk we'll talk, I'll talk about, about it remind week. me for next week too. okay all right all right well i'm dj envy and i am gia casey and that was another edition of the casey crew toodles, toodles.